Generative AI is definitely one of the hottest topics in the music industry today. What will the effect be on musicians and rights holders if the Spotify Top 100 is all AI-generated songs? And what do we do about copyright? Welcome to the future of what? I'm Portia Sabin, president of the Music Business Association. On today's episode, we talked to Danielle Aguirre of the NMPA about all these questions and more. It's all coming up on the future of what? Can I have a taste of your ice cream? Can I lick the crumbs from your table? Can I interfere in your crisis? No, mind your own business. No, mind your own business. My guest today is Danielle Aguirre. She is the EVP and general counsel of the National Music Publishers Association, the NMPA. Welcome back to the future of what, Danielle? Thank you so much, Portia. It's great to be here again. It's always nice to talk to you. And just so those who were not there or were living under a rock and do not know, we had Music Biz last week, and it was a lot of fun. And definitely one of the highlights was a conversation between you and Michelle Ballantyne of the RIAA about AI-generated content in the music industry. And obviously, this is a topic that everybody's super excited about and really wants to know about. And I don't know much. I've read some stuff, you know, in the the trades and the papers and stuff, but I don't know much about it. So if you could give us sort of like the highlights of what you guys talked about, I think that would be really helpful. Absolutely. Um, It was really fun. Um, So great to sit down with Michelle and talk about this. The NMPA, my organization, and the RAAA, uh, where Michelle works, obviously, we've been really focused on the issue of artificial intelligence for a while, but in particular for the last six to eight months, as I feel like everyone has. It's interesting, too, because AI has been used in the music industry for decades. But the more recent developments really around generative AI have made it a topic of conversation for almost everyone in our industry. And, you know, just to start, I think when we talk about generative AI, we're really talking about AI platforms that are capable of generating new content, whether that be text or images or audio, after it having been trained on data and prompted by a user. And so they tend to do things like suggest lyrics and melodies, suggest new sound recordings, or even a lot of people I'm sure have heard about the fakes of very popular artists. And they are players like OpenAI's ChatGPT, Boomy, Stability AI, Google just launched, I think it's called Music LM. Um, There's a lot out there right now. So that's really what we're talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> in the music industry, if we look at our whole history, it's been changes in technology and then we race to keep up. Like Because basically at the end of the day, we're trying to make sure that copyright holders are protected and the people who own music are protected. It really is an interesting wrinkle when you get to generative AI because who owns it? What you know? Who's a copyright holder? And And then if the machines have been trained, like someone, I just read something about, you know, if you use the entire Beatles catalog to train an AI, shouldn't the Beatles get royalties on the songs that are resulting from that AI? Well, so much to unpack there. So (laughs) it really is. So first on, on copyrightability, you know, that is something that obviously and not surprisingly, the U.S. Copyright Office is uh, quite focused on. Um, They put out guidance 
a couple of months ago in which they essentially said that AI-generated content is not copyrightable. Only human-created content is copyrightable. And that where there is AI-generated content and human-created content that is mixed, it has to be reported to the Copyright Office. And it's, it's vague what happens in that situation. They did determine a registration recently for a graphic novel called Zarya of the Dawn, in which they said the, the graphics were created by AI and therefore not copyrightable. The text was created by uh, the human creator and therefore the text was copyrightable. And the novel itself, the way that the novel was arranged was copyrightable by the author. So it was very interesting. Um, But I don't think the question has been decided fully. And the Copyright Office is now doing an AI initiative in which they're looking closely at this. And they're having roundtables, including a roundtable focused on music this upcoming week on May 31st. So I think a lot still to be done there and a lot that the Copyright Office will likely do there. In terms of whether or not people have to license, I think we very strongly believe that if you are an AI platform and you're using copyrighted material, um, in, in the case of our members, copyrighted musical works, that you absolutely have to be licensing that and compensating the copyright owner for that use. A lot of these platforms, uh, let's take ChatGPT as an example, are getting huge data sets with millions and millions of copyrighted musical works in those data sets. And they're using those to train their AI. And the purpose of that is so that when a user prompts, that AI knows how to respond with lyrics to a song often songs that are potentially in the form of a, of a known songwriter or artist. And the only reason that their platform can do that is because they've made copies of and trained their platform on copyrighted material. And so in that case, we really do believe that that has to be licensed and those uses have to be paid for. And we've actually, the NMPA, my organization, has recently sent letters to OpenAI to Google for its Music LM and to Stability AI, essentially letting them know that that's our legal position and that we would really like to engage with them in discussions relating to the licensing of those uses. So you guys, I mean, you and the RAA have all been very um, active in advocacy work for the industry on Capitol Hill. So how do you start to educate legislators about issues like this one, you know, where, I mean, it's hard to know what the implications are of this or even really the roots of this if you aren't sort of steeped in it. And I know a lot of, I mean, a lot of legislature legislators aren't. So how do you Absolutely. handle Absolutely. And they, like all of us, are racing to catch up. They really are. And, and not only are they racing to catch up, but look, AI is so much broader than just our industry. They're looking at AI from national security perspective, from you know information technology perspectives, and we we not only have to figure out how to educate them, but how to get on their radar as as you're considering all of these concerns relating to AI. Please consider the IP and the copyright related concerns, right? And so we have been meeting with the members of on the Hill. 
we've been doing that for months now. We've sent letters, including uh, a letter to Senator Schumer. He has been very clear that he would like to do something um, in the AI space with respect to legislation. And so we've sent him a letter to say, we understand that your legislative you know, push will be so much broader than copyright, but things that are important to us are things like, let's say, transparency. If, if we are going to be legislating around AI and AI platforms, we need to be able to understand what they are training their platforms on. There has to be a transparency about the kinds of materials that they're using and how those materials are being used in what is being output on those platforms and generated by those platforms. And so, you know, we're working really closely with uh, members on the Hill and their staff to try to make sure that copyright and our concerns don't get lost and that they stay priorities. And part of that, and Michelle and I spoke about this during our panel at Music Biz, is the Human Artistry Campaign, which has really been a, a campaign of principles, right? It's a campaign of a community and a coalition of, at this point, I think it's over 100 members. And, and really it's recorded music and publishing and the PROs and unions and photographers, authors, all of us just coming across, you know, together aligned around these principles and saying, you know, look, we're not, we're not afraid of AI, but we support kind of smart and thoughtful uses for AI. We want to embrace innovation, but it also has to respect creators. And we want to make sure that the human creativity and human copyrights are protected here. And so we've been going to the Hill and we've been trying to educate around those messages. And I think aligned as a coalition, it's a much stronger message and it's much easier to reach staff and members of Congress than it is alone. So it's, it's, it's been a very helpful campaign in the sense that it's, it's helped all of our creator groups kind of align around common messaging which is which is very powerful. That's that's really awesome to hear. I'm glad you guys. I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, I think it's funny. I was just hearing a presentation at Music Biz, and at this point, I can't tell you which one. Sorry, there were just <laughs> way too many. There were a lot. It was, you know, it's hard. There were a lot, but it was really interesting because it was looking at the top art, the top selling artists on various DSPs, and how all of those artists that are in the top hundred or whatever have been around for a long time and that there is an element to this game of music of longevity of of hard work of touring of sort of you know persistence and continuing to put out great work and that that is the part that can't be replicated by an ai you know and ais are not going to go on tour and so i think a lot of the fear that we're hearing in our industry from artists who are saying like, oh, they're going to replace us. I don't think that's the case. To me, it's not, that's not a direct alignment. I think what's a little bit more in alignment is, is sort of the, like the, the streaming fraud and fraud discussion. We also had a a track on that Mm -hmm. at music biz that I thought was really fascinating because really it's not about artistry. It's, it would be about money, right? It's more like if you're creating this music, you know, what's the difference between you and some fraudster who's, you know, stealing somebody's streams or, you know, putting up some kind of white noise and then, and you know, taking the money. I mean, not white noise, but not actual songs. Yeah, I mean, I think that's absolutely right. Uh, look, I have two teenage daughters and I'm, I'm not naive enough to think that 
A, generated music, if it's good and becomes good, won't be a factor and won't be something they won't listen to because I I, I, I think it will be. But will it completely replace uh, human creativity and artists and writers? No, I don't think that's the case. And actually, we speak to a lot of songwriters who believe that AI is a really important part of their creativity. And so, you know, they're looking for balance. They, they want to be able to use these tools as part of their creative process. They just want to be respected and they want to be compensated when their when their works are used. So, you know, I think I think from that perspective, that's the part of embracing this new technology. I, I do agree with you. I think the, the streaming manipulation, the fraud, that's where we see concern. It's where we see an, a place that we can work with the digital services like Spotify and others and sit down with them. I think we are probably aligned in the fact that uh, that's not good for anyone, right? They don't, I'm sure, want to see their platforms inundated with content that is not helpful to their user experience, that makes their user experience less clean and less efficient and, you know, less interesting for users to go and find music that they want to listen to. And so we feel the same way, right? I mean, you know, it's not that we want all AI generated content off of digital platforms, not at all. But what we don't want is there to be an influx of kind of low quality content that makes it difficult to find the really fantastic music content that people go to those services to find. And and then the stream manipulation on the other side is really hard because it's a way that you're getting that content onto those platforms and then trying to take money and royalties out of the pocket of human creators uh, by manipulating streams. And, and that's just something we obviously very strongly oppose. And, you know, we're hoping to sit down with digital services as well and talk about that and how can we ensure that that, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And look, they're already taking action. And, and you know, I don't always commend the digital services, but I commend them for that. I mean, I think Spotify recently did freeze um, and there was press about freezing one of the the distribution from one of the AI platforms because it seemed that there had been some sort of fraud or stream manipulation. And look, I think it was the right decision. And so I think there's a lot of places where those of us who are established in the industry can work together to make sure that AI is in our industry, is used in music, but is done responsibly and in a way that actually helps creativity and and doesn't hinder it. Absolutely. And it also reminds me of uh, when I went through the leadership music program here in Nashville last year, and we had a presentation about how they thought in the 1950s that the advent of television was going to completely destroy the music industry, never to recover, you know, killing radio completely. And it just, you know, it reminds me that every time there's a new technology, we end up having this conversation in the music industry, like, oh, my God, you know, (laughs) is it the end of the world? And somehow the music industry is like a cockroach. It just keeps coming back. It just keeps coming back because people love music and they and they love the human expression and, and the ability to relate to it. And I don't think that's going to go away. I completely agree. Well, that is a beautiful place to end it. Danielle Aguirre, the EVP of Gen- and General Counsel of the NMPA, thank you for being with me today on The Future of What? No, thank you so much for having me. It was really great to, uh, to talk about AI. Yay. Awesome. Thank you. And that's our show. Our theme song is Mind Your Own Business by the Delta Five and is played by permission. 
subscribe to our podcast, and leave us a review. Today's show was engineered by Masuzu Ainaga at Relationary Marketing in Nashville and was produced by Dana Rogers and Henrik Bick. I'm Portia Sabin, president of the Music Business Association. See you next time. Can I have a taste of your eye?